0: been a long time fan of your playing i uh, okay. I don't, I don't remember you. what the first record uh, was that I heard you on, but it was overlapping um, might have been bounce mm. Terence Blanchard um, right. or Gretchen Palato's record the first uh, unofficial one right right um, and of course with herbie i've been following all the bootlegs and then the recordings you know i' I'm i'm following you and i was really um, amazed by uh by what you came up with and what kind of style you created um, that hasn't been there before and i think that's all we all strive for you know to to find something unique
1: just searching being myself
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ready to uh i guess i learned so much i am still learning a lot from be or Wayne or parents, any of those guys it's just what I learned the most is don't be afraid to try.
2: Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. I mean that's what you're too. you do doing if we just try and see what comes out. hmm Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're not, but it's by trying you discover there's no other yeah. way for being
0: Yeah. But I think that was this um a quality that you had inside of yourself. Before you met those guys, and that what uh, that was also maybe what uh one of the qualities in you there are many, but one of the qualities that they really uh saw in you and that they were attracted to right
1: yeah probably you know i think um, when i did uh, where I met those guys through the the monk institute uh, I did yeah. the audition and and uh yeah probably they heard something different and in my mind i remember when i was when i went to that audition um you know and i knew i have to play in front of herbie when terence and so and so i'm like okay what you gonna do here i mean there's no way you can impress those guys by doing what you know you just have to be yourself
0: yeah what did you play
1: Oh, they. I think we had uh, like uh, ten standards. We prepared ten standards, and they just pick up. I think I played. First thing was, uh, I think they asked me to play footprints. I guess from from the the recording I sent for the edition, and then uh, then I have to play um, uh, one monk's tune. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I played two or three standards. Yeah. And that was it. But in my head. It was, i was like you know you just have to be yourself no yeah. even try to impress just do your thing either they like it or they don't mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: you know
1: so what, that's what, what i did
0: what happened after this I mean, i'm i'm wondering how the process was for you to end up in herbie's band uh so how, how did that happen
1: well the funny story was right uh, uh you know during the audition actually when i finished the audition Herbie you know said uh, how about i just take Lionel on the road and we forget about the monk institute you know everybody was laughing that's how you know i think uh, that's how we started and then uh, i think after a year uh, terence asked me he was the musical director of the program and he asked me uh, you know he would like to add guitar to, to his band, and I said, man, I will be honored. That 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 was my first professional gig, actually. So I was in school, but I was already uh, in and out playing with Terrence, mostly mm-hmm. in the weekends, you know. And uh, and Terrence said that uh, he heard in a conversation that Herbie was talking about me, and he he called uh, his wife, who was managing him, and said, oh, man, let's get Leonard quick before Herbie be so it was a good transition for me for from the monk institute then i played with uh, terence for many years before i started playing with herbie
0: yeah so what's some of the things that you learned uh, uh from terence blanchard
1: Terrence i have to say is one of the greatest teachers i mean he really opened up my ears you know in a in different way like um I remember we, we, we would be playing a tune in a band and he would stop the band and we would ask somebody, okay, why did you play this? Can you explain? Mm. You know, things like that. So it was very good for me because you know uh, when you come from Berkeley and all you want to do is just play, play, you know. Mm. And then he was really putting accent on, on um uh, on the details who, which actually are not details so important, you know, what, why did you play this? What, mm. what make you play this? What did you, I mean, you have, you must have, you must, you have to react to something you heard. What did you hear that make you play this? Right. Or, or, you know, and it, it all makes sense, you know, but from that point, for me, it was uh, okay. Well, you know, I play it because I mean it because, you know, are here not just because I want it but because the music asked me to do it mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things uh, I learned a lot with Terence you know
0: mm-hmm. and he's also a band leader I suppose that really encourages his uh his his band members to really come up with something unique also in terms of repertoire he I think he he encouraged you guys to to give his, your own compositions to the to the band uh, absolutely
1: track. He's a great band leader, I and mean, I think he got that. He learned a lot from Art Blackie. You know, he talked a lot about Art Blackie, mm-hmm. and and it's true. I mean, in the band, I, I feel at some point like he was kind of the, the the new Miles in a way because mm-hmm. um, everybody in the band was unique. You know, I mean, still in his band, and, uh, and when I was there, Aaron Parks. You know. You know, Eric Haaland, and little bit, Kendrick Scott, Derek Hodge, I mean, all those guys are yeah. unique players, you know. Very true. And he definitely gave chance to everybody to bring compositions, not just playing, but composition as well. So.
0: Would he ask for specific things in compositions? Like, could you no. bring a ballad or, you, he just no. said, bring something.
1: We just bring we all bring different tunes and we rehearse the tunes on the road play them and see how they develop and when it comes to recording just pick the strongest ones
2: mm-hmm.
0: so if you bring a composition would it get uh, changed a little bit by him or could you uh, maybe pursue mm-hmm. your own vision of the tune
1: oh yeah you have you have your own vision and then he might change the, the structure or, you know because Oh, He might say well, let's start from the solo and play the head in the middle, or, you know, he yeah, can. He, yeah. And he always come with great ideas. Mm. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: There's so many great versions of your uh, It's almost a standard now the Benny's tune oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> So
0: many versions of that uh, well, I, I think I can think of a couple at least yeah. you know with uh, um, and with Terence the one with where Herbie plays that's a special yes. one
1: yeah, he was the I remember Benny Stone was a kind of a homework for me, you know. <laughs> with with Terence actually. He How so? He said, um, I remember it was between noon and two and I was we had a break, you know, and he said, Man, guys come up with a composition of you know, I think it was like a few bars, let's write something, you know, in the spot, you know. So I went back to my apartment and just I came up with that melody and, and, uh, and the changes. I mean, it's, as you know, sometimes, you know, some tunes might take long. Other, I wasn't thinking really. I was just, I wrote the melody. I wrote, and then I said, well, here's the key. Let me, see. and then I wrote, if you hear the bass line, is just chromatic descending yeah. bass note, you know, and then I Try to fit the chord based on the melody. It was so. It's something. Actually, it wasn't like I wasn't like okay, let me compose. I was like okay, let me. It's like homework, Mm -hmm. you know. Let me do this homework quick, and it came out good. So, um, unfortunately, I don't think I. The other composition were all different. Yeah. Maybe maybe novios another African thing that.
2: Yeah.
1: That came out very. Past, like Benny's tune, otherwise the rest. <laughs> it's a different story.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's also that's also on the Christian record, right? The,
2: the yeah, Union. yeah, exactly. it's a beautiful tune. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but also like with with uh, Benny's tune, I like that you're still developing it. You know, uh, when I heard the trio version of it, then mm-hmm. and other versions, there's a different there's a different in a bass line or in the feel. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that it's you're still progressing with with the material it's not like set in stone
1: no simply because you know um, i get quickly bored (laughs) playing the same uh, the same tune i shouldn't i shouldn't be but i mean i think you know give another example of herbie you know we're still playing watermelon and You know, cantaloupe.
0: Actual proof. That's actually something I wanted to ask you something about that. How even you've been playing that tune for over what is it now? Maybe thirteen years or something as the first tune. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You
0: opened the show with that one, and you've played so Mm -hmm. much with him. And Herbie's and you, you both, you, you guys, you're finding new ways each time. And I'm wondering, I mean, it's it's a it's such a Amazing composition, of of course, but still it yeah. takes it takes exactly. <laughs> uh, a lot of curiosity to find uh, find something new in it each time. And each time I yeah. hear you guys, there's something new there. And I'm wondering how you go about that, actually.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I mean, I have to change my own composition because <laughs> they're not that old. I've uh, has been playing his composition for a while and, mm-hmm. and, and he, I mean, I don't know anybody else who will, who has that much enthusiasm um, and and bringing so much joy every single time. I mean, we're talking about going on the road for six weeks and, and play the same tunes for six weeks, sometimes seven times a week or five times a week, you know um without counting the sound check and all that. So mm-hmm. and even at the sound check he he it, just sounds like it's the first time. <laughs> I don't know I don't know anybody who who can bring I mean so much focus, energy, uh, um joy to his own composition after I don't know, thirty years or, you know. Mm. it's on it's unbelievable yeah so, so it then it big it's it's like easier when the, the band leader has so much energy to develop his own composition
0: sure
1: you know what i mean so yeah. after his solo most of the time i'm like what are i gonna do after that
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you know it's like i
0: can see it time, on your face sometimes when you know yeah, i'm like his solo okay. is finished and you're like Whoa. Yeah, exactly. But you're exactly. you're laughing. It it's a it's yeah. a it's a positive uh reaction.
1: Oh you know? yeah, but you know, it's it's sincere. I'm like, okay, what are I gonna do now? So <laughs> most of the time I just take different directions because yeah. there's no I mean you know, many times i would you know I was really like, Okay, man, I don't need to play, <laughs> you yeah. know, just pass by, you know. Because he says so much, you know. Did you ever skip right a solo? On yeah, happens to me. Yep, not often, but it happens to me. You know. Yeah. Because the thing we we have is, you know, the composite, the tunes are they have the structure. So if you decide to skip, you know, it's kind of confusing the whole bandstand because yeah. nobody is expecting. You know. But trust me, many times I. I wanted to just skip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, f, I just feel like okay, there's nothing else for me to say here.
2: You yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But then I then then I'm like, you know what? Well, I take it my old my way anyway. That's all I can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know. It's a lesson. Yeah. Every single time to to hear him develop. In a way, he. Those symptoms
0: but also in a way he he forces you to do something unique by absolutely by you know <laughs> just killing it and then you have to play your solo and you're you having the ol- only thought that's reasonable like either yeah. i'm not going to play or i'm doing something different right yeah. so he f- he forces you to be different in a way in a very nice way
1: yeah he i mean he covers so many territory that you have to find something different Yep. and he he's supporting you exactly in a different way so mm-hmm. the good thing is the support is always amazing so it just push you uh, over your limits or over whatever you might have in mind you know it mm-hmm. just keep pushing you so you go search you know mm. you just go search for something something else which are something I, which is what i love you know just just go for it and let's see yeah know?
0: Um, how was it um, when, like the first gig with the band, uh, how did you prepare for it? Did you know all the tunes already? Uh, did you uh, transcribe actual proof or did he no. send out charts or w- what happened?
1: No, the first gig I remember was in Roma um, and yeah, I asked, I think they sent me a, a recording of the group at that time. Um, one of their gig, you know. So I, I just have to listen and, and check out what they were doing and find my space, you know, because there were no guitar.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, was it the band with Dave Carpenter and Richie Barsh?
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was the band, and you know, I, I have to just okay um, find my space. You know, it, it's always challenging. I you know, remember he he told me. Um, Uh, Yeah, I would love to have you in a band, you know, uh, to replace saxophone. And and I said, oh man, to be in a band, yes. But then he said in quartet. And then I was like, quartet? You mean guitar, piano? He said, yes, guitar, piano, bass, drum. Mm. And my first reaction, I didn't say anything. But I was like, well, how is this going to work?
2: But
1: I didn't say anything. He was hearing, you know, he was hearing different things for me, you know, through all my, the way I was using effects and mm-hmm. and um, the way I approached the melody or comping or singing or, you know, Sophie was hearing different things that I wasn't even, I wasn't really hearing.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know. He is one of the cats, never say a word to you about I think you should do this. I think you should play ever. I mean, it's been 14, 15 years. I've, I've I've been with him, and it's not only me. It's anybody who passed by. I never heard Herbie say, "Oh, I think you should play this way." I think no. He just he let it go, you know. So at the beginning, I was a little nervous. Uh, you know, I kept asking him, "What's you know? Can you give me direction? What you think? What you're expecting, you expecting?" Know? And he always said, no, man, you know, uh, you're doing it, you're doing your thing. Uh, I don't, it's not, you don't hire, hire somebody to tell them how to play, which is, was the first lesson, you know, it's like, mm. you hire somebody because you like the way they play and you let them develop your music or their music, you know, it's not, you don't hire somebody say, okay, I want you to play like this, then you might as well just hire somebody from the studio or whatever who just want to play it. Exactly the way you want it, you know. So that was the first lesson, and he just let me do my thing, you know, from the beginning until today. You know, he never ever telling me, okay, or oh, maybe you shouldn't come here. Maybe I guess I do it naturally as well. You know, I give plenty of room, and um, and and he gives me as well as well some room. So mm. it works. It works in a way. Because guitar piano, as we all know, doesn't always work. But I think it's all dependent on who you playing with.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he didn't tell you what to play. But I'm sure you asked him a few things, right? What are the lessons in harmony that you learned from Herbie, either through playing without without a word spoken, but Mm I'm wondering, did you ask him a few questions about exchanging chords, the use of harmony in a couple of his tunes or when when he's comping whatever uh did you ask him a few questions about that, and what would you yeah, like to course. share
1: about that? Of course, I mean you know i I ask him many i still do sometimes you know mostly at the sound check of course he will play a chord and I would go close to the piano and ask him, what is this, you know? And then he just, oh, yeah, you know, just explain to to, you, to me, you know, to anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the thing uh, with the guitar is really difficult because, you know, he's has <laughs> his four fingers um, playing different notes, you know, so um, sometimes I have to get the note and, and, and bring them, um, make a, a scoop, make a shorter, version of the chord, sure. whatever can sounds like the chord, but not completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, mostly on, on his compositions, you know, he'll play some stuff. What is this? You know, we try to, to put a chord symbol on it and make it slightly easier for me to play, you know, Mm -hmm. um, he's a force. Um, I think the best lesson for me is just listening to him, you know, Mm -hmm. every, every, every day. And, and see, because he, beside the heads, most of the time, if you hear him playing is pretty much, not always, but pretty much the same chord progression, it's probably on the heads where there's a melody, you know. Mm. But for the comping and the solo, uh, I mean, I learned so much uh, with him in terms of one chord after another just building up or going to different direction not not always jumping back to what it's supposed to be until Mm -hmm. you resolve i don't know if what i'm saying makes sense he's finding uh, relation with the bass note right or sometimes he just in his harmony and just keep going going
0: without ever coming back to the original thing to have it clear for everybody. Exa- yeah.
1: Exactly. So he's just keep building.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he's hearing the bass, the bass player. He's hearing when it's like that. Uh, my role as a comp, as a accompaniment, I'm not playing the chords. I think that's why it works too, because I'm not playing the original chords when mm-hmm. it get to that zone. So I might be playing single notes based on what he's playing. Mm-hmm. So that. Required uh, more focus on on the whole bandstand because we we have the form but we harmonically going so far from it and and uh, and then when he resolves that's when everybody starts screaming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's true. Yeah,
1: that's that's his magic. He like until when he's gonna build up and most of the time when you think. That Herbie is gonna resolve, okay, or oh, he's at the, the high point, the, the the climate.
2: Yeah.
1: Actually, most of the time we're wrong yeah. know, because <laughs> he's like, okay, that's it. No, man, keep going. So yeah. That's that's Herbie, you know. And but my my point is, harmonically speaking, he doesn't. He's, he's not jumping outside of the harmony and resolve right back. You know, he's. If he start building, he's gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's still hearing the, the the original, but he's really superposing stuff. At the end, for me, it's more about um, uh, the, the color, the harmony, structure.
2: Yeah, know,
1: it's just like color. It's beyond the notes, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's from his energy. You know, his mm. focus is unbelievable. I don't know if that helps, but...
0: (laughs) Well, it helps, sure. Anything helps, you You know. know? Anything helps. But did you ask him sometimes uh, when when it comes to playing, you know, something like a standard form, a standard type tune, uh, what kind of maybe concept is behind when he's actually replacing a chord and then another chord? Did he go into that? No, he...
1: I mean, we play... uh, Few standards. Uh, I remember we did a tour with symphony orchestra, and he, yeah. he just we he just he did a lot of as you know you know around me. he did a lot of Reham. Yeah. Um, but I mean the Reham. When I see the changes, I, I I I totally understand. You know where where he's coming from and where he's going based on the melody. But mm. the, the main question is how he can, how he gets to that, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, I just, I don't, I don't think there's a. It's just something he's hearing, you know. There's no formula basically. Like he's, he's following to, to do what we have. We just go from one note to the other and see how, they, they can connect, you know. Mm. So he uh, I always try, I, I see him a few times at the rever- at the check. just trying, uh, like uh, he played this thing, and play the next chord and play the third one, go mm-hmm. back to the first one, you know, he just work his thing out. Every time I see him working on something, he's very really slow, he just takes his time and just, he play one chord, listen to it. That's like this. Yeah. <laughs> play the second
0: one. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and play the third one. You know, he just does, you know, he never, he's not like, uh, when it comes, I feel like when he's really looking for something or, you know, he just takes his time, you know. Yeah,
0: the reason reason I'm asking is because I have put so much thought into what he might be thinking or Mm. what, I'm guessing, you know, now he's not thinking anymore, of course, but when he started out, you know, when he was a young, Upcoming piano player, he was drawn to those guys who were exchanging chords, you know, like Chris Mm -hmm. Anderson,
1: uh,
0: Claire Fisher, Gil Evans, uh, Bill Evans, those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. And when he does it, it sounds so logical in a way you couldn't change it, you know. Mm -hmm. Although he has lots of possibilities, you wouldn't want to change it because it sounds so logical. It's not like just anything, Mm -hmm. right? So this is why I'm asking. And I, my my theory, and the theory of a lot of my peers and teachers uh, was like that he he has such a deep understanding of the function of the chord, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in terms of true, uh, you know, it's not C minor. It's, it's a function behind there. Mm -hmm. And understanding that function allows him That's what we are thinking, uh, allows him to uh, play anything else that we can resemble that function, although it might be super far away from that. But uh, it resembles that function. And this is where yeah. where the logic maybe comes from.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the, his way of building tension is unique. I yeah. mean, when it comes to, to voicing or voice leading, or, I mean, it's just full of surprise all the time, you know, it's like, one after another saying, whoa, where this one comes from? What's, mm-hmm. but the magic with him is, it's not just because he play one chord that we are screaming like, whoa, mm. it's, it's most of the time the chord, he plays before that one and <laughs> the next one coming behind. So yeah. he always find a way, you know, to always glue things together I mean, I, I, I've i seen him in so many situations. Yeah. I've seen him with, uh, we, we recorded in Toronto with Sting. Um, mm-hmm. Possibilities and I did an yeah. arrangement. He asked me to do an arrangement for Sister for Moon. Sister Moon yeah. yeah. And I remember that we recorded after the rec- One, we were listening back and Sting, he sing, he sang a note. That was so, you know, like one of those mice like, was so beautiful, original, different, you know, um, like kind of clashing with the chords, but it just sounds so good. And, and we were wondering, and then we realized that like, it's because of Harvey, you know, he just played one chord. that make because what was on the chart wasn't that chord. That's not what mm-hmm. I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if he didn't play that chord, that takes probably actually for sure that note has to be will be replacing you know what i mean we will he will we will have to ask Sting to re-sing the melody to fit the chords that everybody was playing but because he played that chord it just resolved the, the you know he played a chord that has the original chord i wrote plus something on top that's supporting what thing was singing, so somehow it just works, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know how I mean, but the thing is, do it on the spot yeah. <laughs> because you can listen back and and find the, the right chord and you know, try to work it out. But do it on the spot, that's magic, that's brilliant, you know. Mm. Yeah, but that's how it is, you know. Yeah, he has good ears, you know. Mm. um he said i for a long time, I thought he had a perfect, but he said, no, I have a good no not perfect but good relative, but for me, you play something, you go to the piano, you play it back, he's not looking for the note, he just do it, yeah, but he said he doesn't have perfect, so
0: yeah,
1: I see <laughs> you know he had good ears. yeah, so.
0: yeah, uh, do you guys listen to music together, and do you hip each other to our two different stuff?
1: Yeah, we we listen to some stuff together, mostly in the bus, or watch a movie together, mm. watch a documentary. That was the last thing we watched together. Um oh, yeah, Nothing Call movie we watched together. For example, you know he was telling us how you know he learned also learned a lot from Nothing Call. And yeah. how great piano player he was that people don't really. I mean, people always talk about, of course, the voice, but he's a real yeah, he piano. A, piano he know. was a
0: deep, he, uh, exactly. deep piano player. So, that trio, you know. the yes. trio, is
1: amazing. Exactly, exactly. So he talked a lot about that, you know. Sometimes, sometimes he plays some things for us, things that I never heard uh, from. Or sometimes somebody, <laughs> you know, after a gig, give, give him a uh, bootleg. Of him, I mean the quintet with Miles, yeah. Sometimes we listen to those, those kind of things in the bouncing
2: know. Mhm.
1: Those for me are the greatest moments. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. What happens you know, in those moments? Like does he, he he comment on the music?
1: You know, we, he listen. Of course, he listen with different ears now. Yeah. But it's just he just see the, the laugh in his face. You know, you can tell like. Is going back in those moments, and you know, Mm -hmm. and then he tells so many other jokes uh, about those moments. And you know, it's just things that you can't learn from listening to the recordings, you can't learn just by playing with him. It's just you have you learn by being on the road, (laughs) you know. But sometimes we just talk for hours, you know. Sometimes you have like 17, 21 hours, best ride, so we just you know just stay on uh, sit on the lounge and talk to him ask him questions Mm. you know those are for me are the most precious moment and i'm I'm glad i'm still around to to learn every time
2: yeah
1: Uh, because i you can learn those things on the record for sure yeah (laughs) And, and
0: maybe you can get into um Talking about uh, what your if you have something like a daily practice, I suppose it's different on tour. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you if you have time, what what do you work on? Is there something that you work on every day? Do you sub- play some classical music also, or what what do you do?
1: Well, my I'm a little frustrated in the last few years because um, I don't find the time to practice the way I want it.
2: Mm-hmm
1: simply because of the running you know um, as you know once you're on the road it's hard you know, to to find the time to practice and when you're super tired and you only have 2 hours before the sound check <laughs> and you mm-hmm. have to sleep but what i do it took me a while but now um, i found a good concept that works for me is um, for whatever time i have you know if i have 15 minutes uh, I use those 15 minutes to focus on something that um, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking of, and most of the time it's, uh, lately it's mostly you know some concepts like lately I'm playing seven strings, so I'm thinking um, different um, I'm, I'm changing the tuning a little bit. so those kind of practice I do also without the instrument. Yeah. You know, I just in your think your head of, uh, in my head i do know. the
0: same yeah
1: so, And it works I finally mm-hmm. found something when I'm in the on the plane for a few hours sometime I just see my guitar deck I see all my voicings so yeah. the inversion I just practice like that
0: and afterwards you, know, you can play it right yeah. because it's clear in your mind exactly. then you can play it it's not exactly the technical aspect you're you're way past that because uh, that Actually, the technical aspect isn't that hard. It's more to be clear about that. Exactly. That's the hard part.
1: Exactly. So I I pass more time, and and I think comes back to Herbie. He does that too because I said, man, it sounds you just sounds better and better. I mean, I mean he doesn't. Herbie Chick has a piano in his room. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Herbie doesn't have piano in in, in his hotel room. He, I mean, he just get on the. So I'm like. You have time to practice, and but you know, practice a lot in his head. So I start doing that, you know. But then when I have the instrument, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes, I just do the regular thing that we all do, you know, just scales, um, uh, arpeggios, my technique. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things I do beside uh, the concept, because I think a lot about about the concept, about. Um, uh, the sound and and uh, you know my technique or how muting the string or mm. angle you know a lot of details things that i i hear but they don't always come to my fingers when i'm playing so mm. and and you know some harmony concepts some things that uh, i can't do on the spot when i'm playing so i just slow down if i have a few minutes and just go through them you
2: know mm.
0: Anything you you went through lately like that just I'm just asking if you can get go into detail about that a little bit more
1: well the one thing I've been working on and still is um it's like a common note you know like uh, if I have a like f uh, like a middle f how many notes you know I make a chromatic scale, for example, and put the f in the middle and see the relation the f with uh, the chromatic note on the scale on the on the circle
2: mm-hmm.
1: being the chromatic notes being the the, the base note basically so if i have um, f with uh, a flat then i found the chord between so basically it's kind of voice leading so i have the f mm. so you know I would say a flat minus six then I will go maybe chromatically to the A, which is F over A, etc. Right. you know, to the B-flat. So um, uh, the shortest movement I can do inside the chord with the bass, line, bass note moving.
0: Yeah, voice leading. You yeah.
1: know, voice leading. Yeah. So things like that, you know, um, uh, I, I found out that it helps me a lot in terms of reharmonization or mm-hmm. superposing chords. Um, so it helped me in in many composition or improvisation or mm. different aspects you know things like that yeah and like I said I've been playing seven strings now so it, it, I like it because it kind of gave me a range um, larger range closer to the piano like we said in terms of yeah um, but it's also challenging because I it's almost like relearning the instrument so I'm, <laughs> I'm approaching i'm not approaching the instrument like six plus one and just use the yeah the lower string as a bass note at line. Mm-hmm. so I'm, i have to reconstruct all my voice my voicings um so that's kind of kicking my butt but <laughs> mm. i like that because I, I i i like to i like the be working on something
0: yeah
1: you know Great. like i like to always go search for something because i always wanted i like big sound, and i think that extra string is giving me you know kind of a little more uh, volume when it comes to chords and, and notes and
2: yeah
1: and, but i have to work it i don't i just don't want to do it just six plus one or seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> not six strings plus one string but just make them so, so I mean after you play for so many years it's like going back to relearn the instrument but I've done it so many times because like before I was playing with pick, and then I started playing fingers so mm-hmm. I like to do something I'm trying to hear you
0: know? yeah uh, I'm very amazed by your uh, rhythmic freedom you know mm-hmm. you seem to you can go anywhere in in terms of time uh, concepts um, and I'm wondering what you did to to achieve that.
1: That's, I think, um, probably the most natural aspect on, on um, about me, well, simply because I, you know, I grew up as a percussionist. You know, mm. I played percussion from you know, nine years, ten until uh, seventeen. You know, mm. and and plus, you know, being from Africa, and, and but that's not it. I I have to say I pass less time on rhythm compared to harmony or uh melody uh composition because I always try to find a good balance and I always feel like my rhythm scale is slide upper on the melody mm. or harmony so I just push the harmony or push the melody depending on the, the period in my life. But um the the fact that I played percussions when I was young. Yeah um kind of helped me today because i feel like i'm a frustrated percussion player or bass player because i used to be a bass player oh, okay so those two elements comes a lot in either my composition or my playing
2: yeah
1: um also uh, i did pass a lot of time when i was in school with with odd meters yeah because you know in africa we don't have I mean, we have some odds. Maybe you go to Algeria, you have something in 11, 11, four, um, I mean, mo- otherwise, most of the time, it's everything related to 3, you know, 3, 4, 6, 8, 8, yeah. or, or 2, 4. Um, but uh, we don't have anything. In, I mean, it's rarely something in 7, 9, mm-hmm. yes, because it's related to sure. 3. But it's hard to hear something in fifteen or thirteen. No, we don't have that. So I did pass a, um, a lot of time, when I discover Eastern European music, you know. So I did pass a lot of time, um, trying to understand rhythmically what's going on, and some Indian uh, music as well, Mm -hmm. and then bring them back to the basics, uh, the basic thing I was doing back home, you know, Um, just trying to develop whatever division I was doing, if I can add one beat here, two beats here. So I started with uh, playing standards, Um, not even playing, just singing, you know? I I remember without the instrument, I would be singing any standard uh, in five or seven Mm. or nine, the same tune in 13, the same tune in, Etc. so without my instrument, so I can keep playing when I'm singing. So right. it kind of helped me to start developing um, what you piano players do, because the problem I feel as a guitar player is that we have both hands attached. I'm plugging the right hand and the left hand is, mm. you know, so it's not like the two hands are not that separated, like drummers or, or piano yeah. players. So I start adding, you know, my rhythmical sense inside things that I cannot play at the same time. So either I'm singing or either I'm clicking or either I'm, you know. So I said to develop that, it might be better for me to just sing those melodies and play rather than without the instrument mm-hmm. and hear how they overlap and then go to the instrument.
0: Yeah, but now you found a way to incorporate all of those things at once.
1: Yes, you, yes.
0: I saw you the last time I saw you live was at the Bird's Eye in Basel, mm-hmm. not so long ago. Yeah, and I was really impressed. Uh, I I think this. I had seen you before then with Herbie in Stuttgart, like uh, uh, half half a year before that or something, and uh, in at the Bird's Eye, you were you were doing three thing, things at once. And all those things were on, you know, at first sight on different rhythmic mm-hmm. levels. Doing the clicking, the singing, percussion on the guitar. Maybe it was four four things, <laughs> and playing I the guitar. Know That's you mess, know, messing up. And uh, it it was really amazing to see that and to hear that, uh, and got me thinking like, how can you do that? Because I can't. I can't play and talk at the same time, you know, I'm oh, I'm okay. done with that, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm not th- even thinking about maybe I should I, I w- actually want to work on uh, just for, for my own uh, mm-hmm. playing at home, playing and singing, you know, yeah. because I sing along when I play lines sometimes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I rarely do something different that I do right. when I play. But seeing you was really an eye opener on that level, you know and you've been cultivating that over years uh, i've been yes. following you seeing you do that but it seemed to me at the bird's eye, i saw you doing uh, even newer things that i haven't seen you before doing so it, it keeps on evolving well, it was really you. really amazing to see
1: thank you i'm i'm, I'm i like to push you know? Yeah. you know i like to push the limits you know so every time i get to this level, now I'm like, oh, maybe I can, oh, maybe, oh. Mm-hmm. So it's always that's always what um, happened in my mind, and and I push myself to to the limit where I'm like, okay, one more note in this area is gonna collapse, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I'm, um, I think I'm I'm not afraid to to for for the whole thing to collapse because i always feel like that's the best way to learn i have, yeah, to, I have to push And what, it.
0: what 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 you know if you're honest what can happen yeah. you know you're on stage yeah. with your friends you know i exactly. see you with your trio or with herbie and there are these moments that you talk about where it's on the edge of you know yeah. collapsing and exactly. you're just having fun with it you know like children exactly. what can exactly. happen nothing can happen you know
1: well nothing can happen the only thing that can happen is like oops, I completely, Yeah. you know, that's not what I meant. But again, I'm not afraid of that because at least that's how I discover, okay, oh, otherwise I, I never would even think like I could get to that level. Of,
2: yeah.
1: You know, so I, I just like to just keep pushing, yeah. pushing. Um. But, and, and rhythmically, you know, I'm, I'm, to be honest, it might be, it definitely will be hard for me to explain in details if i record it i can say okay oh yeah okay
0: i'm doing this here i'm doing
1: this i'm doing here. this here but i can't at those moments say okay well this is what i'm doing this is because it's just um, i guess it's uh, the practice we we do beside the the concept and then we play and then we just have fun
2: mm. um,
1: sometimes it comes strong sometimes it doesn't come that strong but Normal every day, every moment is different.
2: Right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I I I like to push it. I like to. I don't like the comfort zone mm-hmm. at all. And I, that's probably that's de- definitely one of the things I learned from my my heroes too. You know.
0: Yeah, but I think also the topic of of uh, being very fluent in. odd meters is something that you know you influenced Herbie you know to hear him play over 17's uh, that amazing solo on caribou oh yeah that's an amazing solo but you know there's you you couldn't wish for anything else but he when you listen to him now play that 17's with watermelon man he took it to a different level now you know because uh, you can rarely hear Herbie the play over odd meters. There are some odd mm-hmm. meters and even less in his own music but uh, he plays it with, with different, you know, with different other artists throughout the mm-hmm. years you can find some spots there but I think mm-hmm. you took him to different territories there and really inspired well, him,
1: you know? Yeah, I probably, you know but I think the main thing is he how many people uh of his generation would first of all accept to play something in seventeen.
2: yeah
0: right
1: let's put it that way yeah i mean i don't know that many
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Herbie's generation they probably tell you right away that, you know but he's person always you know like kind of asking for that kind of Mm -hmm. thing you know you know because heavy has this kind of uh, a child, I don't know how the essence just want to learn.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: always he's, you know, he want to learn. You know, so what is this? You know, oh, he's trying. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh man, damn, I can't get it. Mm-hmm. A few minutes after he got it, but he's always, you know, he never. He's not the type of person would be like, okay, well, I'm gonna give up. No, this is too hard. No, this is for you, young. No. He's doing what we, our generation, we are doing. Right. (laughs) You know, he's pushing on top of all his harmony concept. And rhythm. Mm -hmm. he's adding, you know, uh, I brought a tune. Man, we played tunes in nine, played tunes in 17, 13, Mm -hmm. or whatever. He just like, you know. And that's, for me, the lesson is right there. (laughs) You know, if he's doing that. Who we are to say? Okay, well, no, this is a, no. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to be open, you know. So yeah, and that's what makes him stronger and stronger than anybody else. I mean, because he's open to learn.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Another thing that's so beautiful about your playing is, uh, is allowing each note to sound different. Oh yeah. You know, and you find you're finding different ways to do it. Uh, you know you you talked to before about you also muting the strings still mm-hmm. plucking them and muting them and you know and then all the effects you're doing you know uh mm-hmm. where where did you find the inspiration to to take chances on that level too
1: well i, I definitely one thing i um the last maybe seven ten years for me is uh, go get inspired from, uh, get the information from another instrument, you know, I'm definitely not focusing on guitar. Um, I, I listen a lot to saxophone, piano players, you know, mm. um, I try to get, uh, I have a bunch of pedals, you know, I have a bunch of things that try to see the sound that connect to me in a way that I can do something with him. So for me, it's always, um, I still do, I'm always online looking for new things <laughs> where I can incorporate to, to my sound. So, um, and that's kind of helped me to to get out of the guitar yeah, uh, guitar things, you know, even if I'm playing guitar, I like to, you know, I want a song, I sounds like guitar player anyway, but I want a song like like a piano player, I want to sound like a saxophone, you know. Yeah, I want to sound like a trumpet player. So uh, I would find different technique, or you know, like a legato might help me to sound like this instrument, or, or mute might might help me sound like this, or combining this might so slowly start getting close to sounds that are connected to me, you know.
0: Yes.